Daigle's tour got canceled because of the coronavirus, but she still found a reason to get you dancing. We'll tell you what it is. Also, Al Mohler says he's reversing his 2016 position and voting Trump this year. Here's why that's going to be a big deal. And finally, One Church's grocery delivery service is taking over the country. It's a really cool story. It's all ahead. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, Jesse Carey is going to tell you why you should be listening to our church leadership podcast called... Each week on Called, leaders, pastors, writers, innovators, and activists like John Eldridge, Julia Veach, Rob Hoskins, Eugene Cho, Rebecca Lyons, N.T. Wright, Darius Daniels, Kim Walker-Smith, Boz Dravidian, and a ton of others join us to discuss ways that pastors and leaders can make more of an impact in their congregations and their communities. Not only will you hear about important issues that church leaders deal with every week, like worship and outreach, but also ways that pastors themselves can be more equipped in their personal lives, like talking to John Mark Comer about mental health and soul care, or finding out ways that pastors can better protect their marriages. If you're a ministry or know someone who is, make sure to check out our church leadership podcast, Call. Here's today's stories. First up, one of the few entertaining parts of the global efforts to flatten the curve has been how many musicians have been trying to get creative with their own live performances. Everyone from Lin-Manuel Miranda to Chris Martin has released Zoomified versions of their hits, and now Lauren Daigle is getting in on the action too. Virtually recruiting no fewer than a dozen of her bandmates and background singers for a rollicking rendition of Still Rolling Stones. The performance doesn't lose a single inch of its fun or power over social distance. Here is a clip of it. over at relevantmagazine.com, of course. Diggle was supposed to be in the middle of a global tour with Johnny Swim right now, but of course those plans have been put on hiatus, but it's nice to see she's making the most out of a pretty bummer situation. In other news, Reverend Albert Muller Jr. is a leader in the Southern Baptist Convention who, back in 2016, urged evangelicals against supporting President Donald Trump, saying it would ruin the movement's credibility. In fact, in an op-ed for the Washington Post at the time, Muller referred to support for Trump as, quote, the great evangelical embarrassment. And he wrote that, quote, continued public arguments that offer cover for Donald Trump are now not only implausible, but excruciating. But that was four years ago. In a new video, the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, said that he'll not only be voting for Trump in 2020, but he plans on exclusively voting for Republicans from now on, barring any sort of right-wing policy shift on things like abortion, religious liberty, and the issue of Supreme Court justices. In an interview, Mueller said that he was encouraged by Trump's nomination of Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. 
He said, quote, in retrospect, I made my vote of minimal importance. I don't intend to do that in 2020. There's a bit of regret in that. Mueller also criticized Trump's opponent, Hillary Clinton, during the election and now says he did not vote for either of the major nominees at the time. Evangelicals provide the bedrock of Trump's support going into 2020, even as the president's divisive actions and words have drawn significant criticism from other Christian platforms like Christianity Today, which called for his impeachment. In 2016, a reported 80% of white evangelicals pulled the trigger for Trump, and while his support has wavered a little over the course of his administration, his re-election campaign is reportedly preparing for a huge push into Christian circles for his re-election. Mueller's announcement comes as Democrats attempt to coalesce around former Vice President Joe Biden, who is dealing with his own history of making women feel uncomfortable amid more serious allegations. Karen Swallow Pryor, she's an English professor at Liberty University, we've had her on a number of times, says that uh, she will not be voting for either major party nominee this year. She writes, quote, in humility, hope and faith, I will vote in November for a president who has better character, promotes more consistently life-affirming policies, and isn't as handsy or worse with women than either of the two major party candidates. This is not throwing my vote away. This is refusing to accept a bar so low. I will also ask God to bless and multiply this vote and others like it, not to win in a worldly sense, but in a more eternal one. I believe God will bless and use a remnant of voters. If you are with me, please pray likewise, she wrote. And finally, the idea started off simple enough. In the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, New Jersey pastor Chris Moranti wanted to get groceries into the hands of self-isolating people who couldn't get to the supermarket without risking their health and safety. Evangel Church in Scotch Plains recruited volunteers to safely deliver food and other basics via a little local initiative that he called Boxes of Hope. He told Fox News, quote, We've always been committed to reaching our neighbors. We've always said our mission field is across the street and around the world. So we began to mobilize our efforts as soon as we saw this crisis beginning. The idea started to spread, powered by Marante's vision of seeing hope spread faster than COVID-19. That's his words, hope spread faster than COVID-19. And soon, Boxes of Hope was delivering throughout the New Jersey area. Then, Marante teamed up with Convoy of Hope and World Help, networking with churches all across America to roll the project out across the nation. And the results have been pretty stunning. Check out this video of his vision for Boxes of Hope. I believe with certainty that the greatest commodity that is in short supply today is not found on the shelves of a grocery store, but in the hearts of people. One of the byproducts of the self-isolation, the quarantining, and the vulnerable people that are living among us is a sense of hopelessness and fear that is ravaging their hearts and lives as they're walking through this season. This is where the vision of Boxes of Hope came to be. You see, as we're reading in the Gospels, we see this account of Jesus a multitude of need and one young boy with five loaves and two fish. And when he places what he has in his hands, a little bit goes a long way. We believe today that Jesus is ready to do another miracle of that magnitude to combat the hopelessness of our day. He said, quote, people come to the door in tears for you to know that you're not forgotten. There's a God that sees you and loves you and there's someone in a church that cares about you. It really means the world to people. They've made it very easy for other people and churches to get involved with Boxes of Hope. If you're interested, we have a link over at relevantmagazine.com. You can go check out Boxes of Hope and figure out how you can get involved and uh, organize to make sure that your impact goes on, on a broader scale than what any of us could do by ourselves. It's a really cool idea. 
To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, subscribe to our other podcasts as well. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.